0: And welcome back to another episode of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Anchor. I'm Jovan Alford, and I'm joined by the best crew that you can ever have to talk about the Super Bowl. I'm joined by Harrison Brown, Nick Earnshaw, Seth Fisher, Matt Brown to talk about, like I said, those Eagles. Yes, your town, your team, your Philadelphia Eagles are back in the Super Bowl for the second time in the last five years. Isn't that crazy? Just five years ago, this team was playing Tom Brady. Now they're playing another Super Bowl, and they got to go against another, you know, good quarterback, probably one of the best of all time in Patrick Mahomes. So look how the cookie crumbles for the Eagles. So we're going to talk about that uh, on uh, on the podcast tonight. As the Eagles will be taking on the Chiefs in Super Bowl 57 out in Glendale, Arizona. However, before we do that, make sure you are following us on Twitter at Total Sports Live and checking out the checking out the podcast on all your various platforms: Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, lastly on Anchor. All you got to do, search Total Sports Live TSL podcast. All on your streaming platforms. You can download the episodes. You can watch the episodes. You can watch them on Twitter. You can watch them on YouTube via Harrison's uh, YouTube page at Harrison Brown Russo. Just search that on YouTube, and that will all come up. As he's Mister Thirty Thousand Views on YouTube these days, <laughs> so we gotta we gotta shout that out and make sure, as always, like I said, you're checking out totalsportslive.com as well. Got a lot of good stuff coming down the coming down the pipeline. Like I said, XFL season starting soon. NFL Draft, Eagles. Like I said, we gotta get one more weekly recap in the books before the season comes to an end. And uh, the stars, they're uh, they're. Uh, Schedule just got released, so that Sixers trade deadline, just a whole bunch of stuff going on in Philadelphia sports, so you know where you got to go, totalsportslaw.com but like I said, I got a star-studded group here with me to break down the podcast. Fellas, how's everyone doing? It's been a minute since I've had everybody in one set, and usually it's just me and Harrison doing the pod, or me, Harrison, Nick, or me, Harrison, Seth, a lot of different combinations. I got everybody in one group to talk about the Eagles in the Super Bowl. The face those Kansas City Chiefs, so how's everyone doing? And, um, yeah, Eagles, like I said, in the Super Bowl.
1: Man, Jovan, the Pro Bowl was last week, but we got an all-star crew with us here tonight. Matt, Seth, Nick, really appreciate you guys coming on. Talking about the Eagles in the Super Bowl, can't beat it. So looking forward to this show with everyone.
2: Absolutely. Look, man, I know it's been a while, but you got to come back for a special occasion, and this is special right here. I'm not going to jinx anything, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to big things on Sunday. I'll say that. So good to be here. Special podcast, special topic, special team, special crew right here. I'm ready. Let's do it.
3: Yeah, I, I totally agree with Matt. This is going to be a fun podcast. Great to join Joe Von Harrison, Seth, Matt. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I mean, they're 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 in they're in it's the last game of the season for the birds i mean you have to hop on to talk about uh this eagles team i mean they've been so dominant all year uh you know we've talked about it all season long how good this team has been and just what one win away one win away from another championship number two who would have thought two and five years i mean it's crazy but
4: can't wait to talk about it tonight this team is ready to break history or make history rather i think i'm not sure i've been it hasn't really hit me yet that this team's about to be in the Super Bowl. It's an absolutely stacked uh, team, and this is a stacked team as well. I must add, I must add. But, yeah, absolutely pumped that this team is actually going to play for a Super Bowl on something.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think the way way you explained this stuff, I think that's how everyone feels. Like, there's not so much, like, that nervous energy coming into the game, y'all. It's just kind of like – it doesn't even feel, like, weirdly, like the Eagles are playing the Super Bowl. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it just feels like everybody's just like, yeah, there's a game on Sunday. This is great. Like it almost feels like not to say like it's not an important game because it's a huge game, but there's not so much nervous energy. Like, oh my God. Like probably I was back in 2017, like Eagles are in the Super Bowl. They're going against Tom Brady. They're going against Belichick. You know, the the gold standard, the, you know, this is what you got to take down. Like the mothership of the NFL. It's like here it's like. This team's actually pretty good. The Eagles are 14 and 3. They got a chance. Like they're not just, no, they got here by luck. They're actually they're actually
2: pretty good. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's different. Way different than, than 2017 for sure. Um, I mean, from the opening kickoff until I mean, once we started scoring, you know, the confidence was there, but mm-hmm. it was like, man, this is Tom Brady and the Patriots. I don't know. But now again. Like you said, Patrick Mahomes, one of the greatest, but it's different. This is not a team that hobbled in, not to say that 2017 hobbled in, but I'm just going to say this is a way better team than we had in 2017. So the confidence is way up from then, I'll say.
1: You know, that's a conversation we had pre-show. That that 2017 2017 team, this year's team, Fletcher Cox mentioned it. He thought that 2017 was better I mean, you look at it, that roster might be better. No, this year, that the roster this year might be better. But that team back in 2017 had a lot of momentum. They had a lot of just energy and just, you know, really good things. So th- that's an interesting discussion in and of itself, which roster was better.
3: Yeah, I, I totally agree. It, it's It's such a fun conversation because they were the first team to do it, right? They were the first team to win. They did it with a backup quarterback. But if you look at each roster, I mean – you think this one's way more talented, so I, I kind of have to disagree with Fletcher Cox there. I mean, this team on, on all facets of the game, every position category, it just seems more deep, more talented. They have a lot more depth on this team, and you know they actually have their starting quarterback heading into the Super Bowl this time instead of the backup. So I, I you know, they've been the best team all year, like they were in seventeen. But there's just there's just an utter dominance from this team that we've seen all year long. And I, I don't know. I this might be the one of the best top two teams in Eagles history. There, there's no doubt in my mind.
0: That's impressive. That's impressive. Um, yeah, and 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 that and I'm glad y'all brought up that point, right? Cause we were discussing that before the show, like which team is better, like 2017 or, you know, the 2022 team. We even looked at it like from even like from a coach's perspective, like. Which coach would you have, right? Would you have to have Doug or Nick? You can even break it down to which coordinators would you rather have, right? Would you rather have Steichen or Wright? Or would you rather have Jim Swartz or Jonathan Gannon, who both in their own right, you know, they both That's a their, tough one. They have their flaws. They both have their flaws, but, you know, they still got to do what they do. So before we jump into what we saw the last time we saw this team play, let's just go around the horn, you know, starting with, you know, starting with you, Harrison, like which – which since we already broke down like roster wise, which, you know, head coach coordinators, would you take between both of those, between both of those teams?
1: You know, it's funny. I probably still
0: am taking that 2017
1: crew. They were just a little bit more experienced. felt like Doug Peterson really had a grasp on that room. Not to say that Sirianni and this crew doesn't, you know, that they don't, but I just think the experience, you know, from that crew, Doug being a former player felt like he really related to the locker room, had good strong relationships. I'm still probably taking that 2017 crew, but man, what a story it would be if Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff get a Super Bowl in their second year. I mean, who had that on their, you know what I mean, predictions, their, their bet slip? I don't think too many people. So certainly it would be a huge accomplishment.
0: Major accomplishment. What about you, Nick? What do you say?
3: Uh, you know, this is a tough decision because it was also Doug Peterson's second year when he won the Super Bowl. So it could, it could be the same thing. Is it Groundhog Day again? So I'm gonna go slight edge to Sirianni. I don't know. There's just something that this team has bought into uh, this year. I, I it's very very interesting to to see how much they've bought into Sirianni's coaching, Gannon as well on the defense. I mean, you've seen all these players stick up for their coach all season long, and you've seen Sirianni take shots on social media for, from people. I mean, he he's not well liked. I feel like around the league, other than no. Philadelphia, so. No. I don't know. The the players have bought in to something that that he's done, and he's really connected with this team. I don't know. The connection for me is just there with Sirianni. It just seems like this team is is so loose uh, heading into this Super Bowl and and throughout the entire year. So I'm going to go slight edge Sirianni. I I really like the job he's done because we were very critical, at least I was, very critical of him when he started out. Remember the flower comments. Just so from how far he's come since those comments, I I mean – it's been unbelievable. The fact they're in the Super Bowl this year with a 24-year-old quarterback and a second-year head coach who everyone kind of thought wasn't really the best hire at the time. I, I'll give it to Sirianni for overcoming the odds uh, with this team and having everyone buy in.
0: I like that. I like that because, like you said, you know, a lot of people weren't sold on him. I mean, like you said, the flower comment was very odd because <laughs> they were like two and five. At the time, they was like, "Oh man, like nobody trying to hear talk about no flowers and the no roots and the no growing. <laughs> like nobody's not trying to hear about that. Like we just want to see you guys win." But it is it, there's the meth. We saw like there's a method to his madness, right? That dog mentality that he preaches about. There's the methods. every
3: press conference,
0: yes, every press conference. <laughs> there's a method, you know, to his madness. So, Matt, what do you say? Who,
2: which, which coaching staff are you rocking with? 2017 or 2022? I'm definitely going 2022. The one commonality that I do see between the two is they both have this um, you know, like play like you have nothing to lose mentality. Mm-hmm. I saw it in 2017 with Doug. I mean, all the way up to the famous play we'll remember forever, the Philly Special, who just runs that in the Super Bowl. We haven't seen trick plays all season. <laughs> on, fourth, on, right. fourth, on fourth down at that. Like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, we have, we're we not used to seeing trick plays, and, and he pulls that out. Again, play like nothing to lose. Sirianni is the same way. When do we ever send a punter on the field on fourth down? We just don't. Like, you know, it can be fourth and whatever. We're going for it. So I appreciate that from both of those guys. But it's that edge that Sirianni brings that that Doug didn't quite have. And I love Doug. I'm not taking anything from him. But it is that edge. And like you guys were saying, it is that, the fact that he is hated by everyone who's not a Philadelphia fan. And that's as Philadelphians, that's something we love. We thrive off of that. So, look, Great coaching staffs. I give it to both of them. But Sirianni having that edge and, again, like also like you were saying, that little weirdness to him, that's what uh gets him above for me. Yeah, I, I can
0: only imagine, right, if the Eagles were somehow to win, you ain't going to be able to tell Nick Sirian- <laughs> Sirianni nothing. Like, you thought the obnoxious- ob- obnoxiousness that he does on the field is, like, at a level, like, 10, he's going to, like, take it to, like, level 20 <laughs> next season. It's just, just crazy. So, Seth, we got two for Sirianni. We got one for
4: Peterson. Which way are you rocking, Sirianni and Peterson staff? I'm tying it up. I th- I'll, I'll take 2017. I think the poise that Doug showed and that coaching staff showed in 2017 and I think Reich's ability to get the most in tandem with Doug Peterson, that out of, out of Nick Foles, was incredible. I think that's one of the most underrated storylines from that season. And then – from the defensive coordinator perspective, I give the slight edge to Jim Schwartz. His gutsiness to blitz the hell out of people sometimes was so fun just to see him send screamers, and I can only imagine what he would do with this uh, defensive line that really only rushes four most of the time in Gannon's scheme. I love Sirianni for multiple reasons, love Doug for multiple reasons, love both of the coaching staffs for multiple reasons, but something about 2017 just felt right. And, I mean, there's no – it's no coincidence that Reich immediately got hired to be head coach immediately after. We might see that this year was Steichen and Gannon, but definitely going to lean 2017, though. It is close.
0: Yeah, it is very close. And I think it's something that we're all going to look back and you know, an Eagles history lore, right? You'll look back and say, remember that 2022 team with, with Sirianni and Steichen and Gannon and, you know, Brian Johnson, you know, a staff that, nobody did really didn't know much about right guys that came from different teams and they just all kind of blended together to kind of create, hopefully this new dynasty, right? You hope that this is like a new dynasty and you don't lose, you know, coordinators or, you know, position coaches of a team, because you want to see it develop and grow. So it's tight. Like you said, it's close between both of them, both of them very good staffs on and both in both teams that played a huge role and part of their uh, and part of their success. So let's move on and talk about the last time we saw this year's team play, the 2022 th- uh, edition, and they went out and dominated the uh, San Francisco 49ers a couple of weeks ago. It's been a couple of weeks, which is crazy to think about. Sorry, even a couple of weeks, blew them out 31 to seven, knocked out both quarterbacks. Josh Johnson our you know, our, our legendary pro quarterback over here on the TSL podcast. <laughs> Legend and off facets from the uh from the XFL to the UFL to so many different teams. Former Tempe Buccaneer, FCS great, just everything. He gets knocked out. Purdy gets knocked out. They're down. The Christian McCaffrey at quarterback doesn't go well. Um, Eagles bludgeoning them with the run game. person didn't have to do much in passing game, even though there was some, you know, some 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 a pass that wasn't a pass, but you know we let that we let that be great because kyle shanahan didn't throw that flag not our problem so he did that eagles get uh run for 148 on the ground against one of the best defenses in the league Four touchdowns they really played a great game y'all i mean what was just you know starting with you you know nick we're looking back at that game what stood out what stood out to you you know in that matchup where a lot of people thought like the niners could come in and upset this team now granted had both quarterbacks get hurt, but still, and like I say this all the time, the Eagles still had to go out and win that game. It just wasn't going to be handed to them.
3: Yeah, no, I I mean this was a this was such an odd game from the start. Um, you know, with the chains and you know, things going wrong, like everything just it, it's been it's been a weird postseason just in general, um, for the Eagles against the Giants and then against San Francisco. Purdy gets knocked out early. I I you gotta give credit to the defense. I I mean Hassan Reddick. Knocking Brock Purdy out of the game. Like I it's it's just mind-boggling to see all the 49ers. They're so broken by this, but by this loss. Like they they have no idea how to react to it. Um, but I have to really give credit to the defense. I mean, they really shut down the San Francisco team. Uh, once Purdy was knocked out, they also knocked out Josh Johnson. So I, I mean, they really had nothing left. That just shows how good Asan Reddick has been all season. Mm-hmm. Um, the the the, ru- the pass rush has been unbelievable. I mean, it's, this is a reason there were 70 sacks in the regular season. So to hold this team uh, to, to under 10 points, I, I mean, it, it's unreal to see what this defense has been able to do uh, with the front four. Um, not even blitzing a ton. Like Seth mentioned earlier, Gannon doesn't blitz a ton. And, you know, he's been able to get to the quarterback. A lot with those guys, Fletcher Cox, BG, uh, Javon Hargrave. All these guys have been able to rush the quarterback so well uh, against the talented San Francisco team. And then, you know, to, to have the offense who – I didn't think Jalen played particularly well in this San Francisco game. They were able to run the ball. They were able to to run it with Kenny Gamewell. Miles Sanders uh, against what was supposed to be the best defense in football. So all around it was an odd game, but, I, you know, this was – um this is a team that the Eagles were that, that people thought this was the best team they played all year, and they made them look silly by knocking uh Purdy out of the game early. And that, and that's a credit to Son Reddick. I think it's also a little bit of fault, Kyle Shanahan not putting an offensive lineman to block a son Reddick. Mm-hmm. Why put a tight end on him to block him or left leave him go unblocked? I don't understand that one at all, but I mean, it just shows how deep and talented this Eagles defense is. And then for the Eagles not to have their best game offensively and be still be able to put up 31 points and run it, I, that, that that's that's very impressive to me.
0: Uh, yeah, it was impressive. And like you said, you know, I don't know why you have Tyler Croft blocking <laughs> Hassan Reddick and not George Kittle. I mean. A backup tight end, yeah. Yeah, you have a backup tight end. Not, you know, the all-world, all-pro tight end George Kittle that can do it all. You say, hey, Tyler Croft, good luck. Well, good luck defending Hassan Reddick, and then like you see what happens, right? So, yeah, they and like you said, he didn't play their best game offensively. Hurts in the passing game really couldn't get on track. But again, they were going up against a very good pass defense in the Niners. That I think a lot of people don't give credit for, especially in the front seven. So that being said, Harrison, what stood out to you from 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 that game? Yeah. How about back-to-back
1: weeks with blowout victories in the playoffs? What a way to start the playoffs. People were concerned heading into the Giants game. Well, how healthy is Jalen Hurts? I mean, is the week off going to be a problem for them, or the Eagles going to lose momentum? Both games, they've started fast. I think that's going to be important for this weekend against Kansas City. And they've really controlled the game the entire time. I mean, if you had told any Eagles fan that Gardner Minshew is going to play in, in both of the playoff games, and it's not going to be because of injury or anything else, can be because the Eagles are going to be blowing out teams. I mean, that that would even be hard to predict. So. That's the first thing. And then Nick mentioned it as well. You know, credit to Hassan Reddick and just that defensive line as a whole. That was the message going into the week was can they get pressure on Brock Purdy? Can they make him uncomfortable? Can they put San Francisco in third and longs and just difficult situations as a whole? How about putting San Francisco in a spot where they can't even throw the ball? Both of their quarterbacks are knocked out. They got their running back at quarterback. Brock Purdy is out there just handing the ball off down by 25 points. They can't throw the ball. They're running it on third and eight. It was a dominant performance, definitely ranks right in there with that Vikings victory back in 2017. Just a dominant NFC championship win. Great to do it
0: at home. Great momentum heading into the Super Bowl. Tremendous, tremendous momentum.
2: Matt, what about you? Well, first of all, you let the 49ers tell it. It was a close game. That shouldn't have gone that way. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a different story for a different day. Um, But, yeah, I agree with what everybody said, you know, just a complete game all around. Um. Yeah, back to what Nick said. I mean, yeah, he got hurt, but it's not like you know he he tweaked the leg or planted the foot wrong. He got hit, and the 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 point is to protect the quarterback, which they didn't do. And so, yeah, defense came in, showed out. And one thing I, you know, we've always just been paying attention to is the progression from Hertz being out for two games and then coming back. How is he going to progress each week? um did he have his best game no he didn't um I don't even think he eclipsed 200 yards uh, passing or anything like that but again they put up 30 something points either way so d- does it have to be perfect not really so you know I was impressed with every with everything that I saw um again that momentum of closing out two games with your backup quarterback and Minshew that that says a lot so Really just looking forward to what's next now. Love the progression from, you know, that last Giants game to the next Giants game to last week and just how everything's been gelling. And also getting everybody out there for the first time and who knows how long it was a big thing. And um, you know, we just hope that they continue to gel from there uh, moving forward. Yeah, you, you definitely hope that they gel and everybody
0: came out of that game healthy, which is a good thing and you know, in comparison to Think you know, their next opponent, the Chiefs. I think uh, Mikko Hartman is the only one that's like really hurt everybody else, but still being able to have all 22 starters healthy on both sides is you know, just uh, it's it's remarkable at this point of the season with just the bumps and bruises and nicks and Necks that you have to go through. Um, and before we you know, get on, you know, this Super Bowl matchup, let's, you mentioned the Niners and I gotta, you know, pose this question to Seth. The Niners were talking a, talking a little bit, Brandon Ayuk saying, you know, was feeling a little salty. He even said that the Chiefs will expose, you know, the Eagles. Do we really think that the Chiefs are going to expose the Eagles? Because the way Brandon Ayuk was telling the story, like, basically, like, they're, they were healthy that their offense was going to expose the Eagles, you know, defense. I don't necessarily think that would have played out that way,
4: but maybe i'm maybe i'm just tripping i don't think i don't think expose is the right word i think maybe breach a little bit maybe i i mean there's no way that a fully healthy niners team would only have scored 7 points right had you know Brock Purdy not gone down they talk a lot they talk a lot of mess unnecessarily in my opinion i don't i i can't really see the motivation or the logic behind saying that this game would have gone completely differently. I think McCaffrey said that they stole the game. Yes, Trey, no, I, th- I think Trey Lance said that they stole the game. I don't know. I it was it was McCaffrey. It was McCaffrey. Okay. And, McCa- and he goes on to point out that they wish that they could have had three quarterbacks for this game. And I – sure, sure, man. I It's – I don't know. Exposed definitely isn't the right word. I think the Chiefs will have more success by virtue of the fact that they have patched Mahomes lining up a quarterback. But even by that fact, I don't think that Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster and Kadarius Toney and these guys are going to do the guys going to be the guys doing that work. I think it's going to be Travis Kelsey over the middle. Mm-hmm. So, Brandon, I, you can say whatever he wants from the couch. But, you know, we'll play it someday.
0: Okay. I, man, I respect it. I respect it. Just had to get that out there because like he's like we said, you know, the, the Niners have been talking a lot for a team. It's just like, hey, man, just let it go. It's all right. Everybody's been on that side before. It just happens. And he, I feel like they had more to talk to the
1: Rams about last year than this year. That was a way yeah. closer game. I mean, <laughs> right. if Joukowsky targets that interception, they're probably going to the Super Bowl. More to talk about last year than this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's definite a, 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 I forgot about that. That's another. That's another good point. And even bringing up the rule, you know, hopefully the league, you know, I think what it was, what McCaffrey said, something like that along the lines, like hopefully the league, you know, makes a rule to have like three quarterbacks. Like, come on, man. Do like, they really think that a fifth string quarterback or having
3: a a fifty percent Jimmy Garoppolo was really going to help their chances in that game after Josh Johnson goes out? I mean, really? I mean. No. Who, what, what what are they? What are we talking about here with, with Christian McCaffrey and IU? It's just ridiculous. I mean, I think they're just a little sour after that loss. Purdy was was playing so great; he was undefeated. He gets knocked out of the game, and literally they have no shot and can't throw the ball. So I think they're just sour from the loss, and uh, you know they they can continue to keep chirping. But you know, look who's in the big game right now. <laughs>
0: It speaks. It speaks. It speaks for you. Speaks for themselves, and it speaks for itself here. Like you said, Eagles in the big game, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday six thirty on Fox. So it's going to be a good one. Let's talk about that matchup. But before we do, this is the Total Sports Live podcast here on Anchor, joined by. My fellas here, Harrison, Nick, Matt, Seth, breaking down the matchup. Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona. Let's jump into this game, fellas. We talked so much about the Niners. Let's talk about this matchup. Chiefs matchup here. Let's talk about the storylines that we're paying attention to in this game. And the biggest one I think that's on everybody's mind is the MVP matchup between two stellar quarterbacks this season, Hurts versus Mahomes. The first time they began a Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks in there at the same time, which is impressive unto itself um, in this matchup. Both quarterbacks, you know, pretty much were neck and neck in the MVP race for most of the season. You thought that Hurts was going to win the MVP, but then he got hurt and then Mahomes overtook him, even though I think Hurts missing two games and Gardner-Minchy really not doing much should have only enhanced Hurts MVP odds. But that's a whole different story for, uh, for a whole nother day there, but. This is going to be a great matchup and anybody can take this like Hurts versus Mahomes. Like, I think for me thinking about it and my question to y'all is, you know, for the Eagles to win this game on Sunday, what will they have to do? What will Hurts have to do and what will the Eagles game plan have to be on offense for them to succeed and for him to succeed and be in a good position?
2: I think one thing, first, when we talk about Hurts versus Mahomes, biggest thing to point out, it's not new to Mahomes at all, this Mm -hmm. game. It's routine for him at this point, pretty much Super Bowl. Um, Jalen, of course, he's had big games. One of his last big games didn't go so well for him down in um, Alabama, but Again, he's had the exposure, not the Super Bowl exposure. I think the biggest thing for him is to just maintain his composure throughout this game, not let it get to him. You've heard several players talk about media week and how draining it is and how much of a distraction it could be. So I think just talking about Jalen himself, just keeping that composure and that calmness under these, these big and bright lights is something that he's going to need to do if we are going to have a chance. I agree. What about you, Nick? What do you say?
3: So, I, for
2: for Jalen, I, I think he just has to continue to
3: stay composed. I, I, I think, you know, hopefully coming off of, you know, the injury, he still doesn't look 100% to me, uh, especially last week. He still didn't, doesn't look like he really has that burst like he did in the, in the beginning of the year when he wants to take off. Um, but, listen, I, I think if, if they can get on this team early, if, if Jalen Hurts can go down the field, they get the ball early, their first possession, and are able to score, I, I think – That'll have everyone kind of calm down. I mean, this is the first time Jalen's been here. That's the first time Sirianni's been here. So I I think it's about staying composed. And, you know, he's cool as a cucumber. So I I don't really think there'll be any problem there. Um, You know, hopefully they can get – I want to see Dallas Goddard kind of get a little bit more involved in the offense. I want to see Jalen try and get the ball to the tight ends a little bit more. Um, Yeah, I know he's been going to Devontae Smith a lot. Uh, it seems like in, in recent weeks, but I want to see Dallas Goddard maybe get a little bit more shine in this game. I mean, he's kind of flown on the radar since he came back from his injury um, before that, like he was, he was kind of still flying under the radar, getting close to a hundred yards per game. Almost. It felt like, so I, I, I really, I, I think that if they can go down score early and jump on Kansas city, like they have against against San Francisco and against the giants, I, I think they'll be in a good spot. And uh, when, when they're playing from a lead, it seems like they they can really sit back and, and really let the offense unfold. And, and Jalen can really open up. And, you know, if he needs to take off, he'll run. And he can open up play action as well.
0: Yeah, setting the tone is going to be very huge. And, you know, Harrison, like, you know, Nick said, you know, them going down the field on that first possession, really setting the tone is going to be huge. And I think for me, right, and, you know, you might feel differently, think for them, the key is going to be getting that running game going early, right? Getting that ball going with Sanders, getting it going, you know, with Hurts, you know, RPO action. The same way how they were able to freeze and slow down Fred Warner, you got to be able to do the same thing against this very aggressive defense that Steve Spagnuolo likes to run. Because if you can, and we all know this, right, if you can get the running game going, then that opens up everything for the Goddards, for the Browns, and for the Devonta Smiths in the passing game.
1: Yeah, and I think especially getting the run game going, utilizing RPOs against Kansas City, it's something they struggle with. When you have a guy like Chris Jones up front and even um, Kenny Clark, another really talented defensive lineman, when you have, you know, defensive linemen like that who are constantly bringing pressure, getting that RPO going game going, really making them make a decision, make different decisions, letting Jalen have more control, making different plays, I think that's going to be big. The Chiefs have 4.7 yards per carry on RPOs this year, pretty high in the NFL ranks. So... That's definitely going to be something. And Really recently, we've seen the emergence of Kenneth Gainwell in this yes. postseason. A 100-yard game versus the Giants in the first postseason game. Um, led the team in carries last week. Obviously, that game kind of got out of hand. But just something to note, and also something to note heading into next year with Miles Sanders pending free agent. It seems like the Eagles trust Kenneth Gainwell more. Um, could be something to note in the offseason. But, yeah, that's definitely going to be big. Boston Scott has a touchdown in three consecutive games. Let's go ahead and make that four with a Super Bowl <laughs> touchdown for Boston Scott. Works for me. You know what I mean? Won't hear any complaints there. So the run game is going to be huge. And then also getting Jalen going in the run game. It's something in that first Giants game, people weren't really sure. Like, hey, are the Eagles going to use Jalen in some design run packages? Are they going to do things like that? It it seems like he's been comfortable when they've needed him to run in these past two games. Could be something to look to do early, try to catch the Chiefs off guard a little bit. They're worried about all the Eagles' unique dynamic skill players. You know what I mean? Let's get Jalen going a little bit on the ground, make some plays there. So. I think for Jalen, man, just run the offense like he's been running it all year. I don't think there's a quarterback in the NFL who can run the Eagles offense and what the Eagles do better than Jalen Hurts. I think he's the perfect fit for what Stiketon and and Sirianni are looking to do. And this group of playmakers, I think they really respond to him and have a great chemistry with him. So go out there and run the offense. Don't try to start throwing the ball 70 yards and and make crazy type of plays. And that also goes down to the the play callers, too. You know Uh what I mean? Stiketon and Sirianni don't start calling crazy plays, especially if they start trailing in the game. Yes, fourteen to three or fourteen to seven. Don't Most start, right parent Exactly, exactly. So, stiked in first time play car in a big game like this. Sirianni first time making a game plan for a big game like this. Certainly something to to look at as the game goes on. And we know Andy Reid is a really good second half adjustments coach. They come in a halftime and they usually have a really tailored game plan for what they've been seeing. So that's going to be something to watch as well when it comes to Jalen in the passing game.
0: Yeah, no, you're definitely uh, right about that, and it, I'm glad you said like there's only one quarterback that can run this offense, right? Because there's a lot of people, the Chris Sims of the world, make it seem like anybody can just <laughs> step in and just like, hey, you know, Daniel Jones is running this offense. I don't see there's a big difference between Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts. Like, come on, man, come on. Let's 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 let's, let's not do that. Be disrespectful. And uh, you know, talking about Hurts more in depthly. Um, uh Seth, you uh looking forward to this game, what do you think Hurt's stat line will be at the end of the night? Like if you had to think about all right, if the Eagles win on Sunday, his his stat line would be what? How many passing yards, how many rushing yards, how many touchdowns does uh does their starting does their starting quarterback have in this matchup?
4: He's gonna need more than he had against San I don't really think that's a any sort of mystery. He's gonna need to win with his arm at mm-hmm. play with during plays that he's asked to do so when the running game isn't going, if it's not going for a series, he's going to need to, you know, use whatever setup Sirianni's installed to set up that deep play to DJ Brown and make some sort of clutch play in the third, fourth quarter. Yes. he's 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 got to break more than 200. He doesn't need to break 300, I don't think. If, mm-hmm. if he wins the game with his arm outright, that would be wildly impressive if, if in fact, he does get 300 and wins. So I, th- I think anywhere like 250 would be – more than okay i the passing touchdowns with Jalen hurts is kind of i don't want to say irrelevant but if, if he's at the five yard if he's at the five yard line I, I trust him running just as much as they do passing if not more i mean if it's a 20 yard strike that's fine if it's a 70 yard strike to a.j brown that's fine too what Will that happen in the super bowl i don't know i think two or three touchdowns total for him i don't think would be something crazy to say so 250 and and three maybe total touchdowns two two passing one rushing something like that maybe
0: no, I think that's very feasible, right? I think if if, if, he, if he does that, right, I think we can all agree the Eagles will be in a tremendous spot if he if he if he you know does that, and then like you said, if he hits like a seventy-yard bomb to like AJ Brown, I'm pretty sure like all the tri-state area will probably be losing their mind <laughs> watching that uh, watching that play unfold and. Like you said, you know, if he wins the game with his arm, that's great. But as we know, right, this Eagles team is successful when it's balanced, when the offense is balanced. Because we remember the last time the Eagles won against this Kansas City team, and granted, he didn't have, you know, the uh, AJ Brown, but somehow, some way, Jalen Hurts, you know, had completed thirty-two or forty-eight for three eighty-seven and two touchdowns last season. I don't think none of us want to see that, see that <laughs> repeat because. Well, wow, that's great, right? To see him be able to put it up there. It's not the it's not what's gonna help them win this game on on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but hey, it's the super bowl. Anything could happen. I was just thinking that about is true. It. just to go back to twenty seventeen real quick, over three hundred for Nick, five hundred for uh Brady. So it's a wild. But I definitely agree with the uh, you know, two fifty through the air. If we can get forty and fifty on the ground, that'd be perfect um you know again just to get him running open up that offense a little more than it has been just because he's been recovering that's what i'm looking forward to i like
4: can i ask something about the patrick mahomes hurts thing yeah i think i don't i I really don't i really don't want this to come off as a hot take i don't think jalen hurts needs to be the mvp for them to win the game i think patrick mahomes probably does I don't. I don't think the Chiefs' defense mm-hmm. really has the capability of stopping this offense. And you know, I don't. The Chiefs' defense wouldn't survive a Patrick Mahomes two two turnover, less than three hundred passing yard game. I, I don't think the I don't think the Eagles' offense would be that bad, and I don't think the Chiefs' defense would be that good. So, Hertz has a lot of pressure. Obviously, it's Super Bowl. He's he has a not an obligation to be better than he has been, but he 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 need, he's going to need to do better. But I don't. I don't think he needs to be. He doesn't need to be the MVP. He doesn't need to be Patrick Mahomes on every given play. He doesn't need need to be Tom Brady at every given play. Mm-hmm. But he he needs to be better than he has been.
0: No, that that's definitely fair, right? Because like you said, if if the if if the Chiefs somehow right, Mahomes have two and in, two interceptions, two turnovers, they're in trouble, right? Because now you're giving the ball back to an Eagles team that they say, hey, all right, got a lead, all right, and you know the time it is? Time to run the ball. Sanders, game well, Scott, everybody just start running the ball, eating the clock, start to, you know, pick apart, wear down that defense. And, yeah, I mean, and like you just – even like you said, even from a weapons perspective, right, you know, Mahomes doesn't have the luxury, you know, this time around of having a a Tyreek Hill, right. You know, he has Travis Kelsey, which is tremendous. Great, right. He has Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie out of Rutgers, who's really good. But we're talking at the wide, wide receiver position talking like juju smith schuster and you know marquez valdez scantlin who's who played extremely well in the afc title game really stepped up huge for him but it's not the same level as Devonte smith and aj brown like there's just a different you know level and tear so i definitely agree with you you know he has mahomes have to play at the mvp level to get those guys to you know to a win meanwhile hurts like you said doesn't have to be mvp he just has to be himself he, beats himself, he executes You know, he's efficient with the ball. They get him involved in a running game. They make plays in the red zone, which is going to be huge in this game, too. I think the the Chiefs have the 30th ranked red zone defense or something like that, and the Eagles are, like, top three, so that's huge, right? Can't trade field goals for touchdowns like you got to convert And Lucky for them, right, they can run the ball inside the red zone, so that helps, you know, their cause. So definitely it's going to be a fun, great matchup uh, with that one. And, you know, moving on, talking about the other side of the ball defensively, Eagles like we said coming to the matchup relatively healthy on both sides of the ball defensively especially in that secondary both Maddox and CJ Gardner johnson will be back I know this something that Nick had written down um in the show uh before he was getting ready for tonight's you know pot uh Nick you mentioned it you know the importance of having those two guys back is going to be huge right because they have to stop and slow down Travis Kelsey who you're not gonna like you're not gonna like shut them out right but you gotta Slow them down to contain them, and they got a very good, you know, nickel cornerback in Maddox, who's probably one of the best in the league, and a guy in C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who a lot of people wrote off, you know, when he when he when he got traded out of New Orleans, but it's become a weapon back there in that secondary for the Eagles.
3: Yeah, it's two good weapons to have defensively. I mean, you can line—I I would line either one of them up or double. Uh, Travis Kelsey w- with those guys I-, I mean that that's how physical because they're both physical guys CJ Gardner Johnson Devontae Maddox and-, and just a stat for, for Patrick Mahomes um, no receiver has accounted for more than 20 per 26 percent of the Chiefs air yards he spreads the ball around uh, crazy last year Tyreek Hill accounted for more than 30 percent of their air yards last year so he he has to spread the ball around and if you're able to take travis kelsey who's who's at the top of that list who he gets the ball to the most and we've seen he's his favorite target since tyreek left um if you're able to take him out and kind of have him spread the ball around uh to a guy who's covered by darius a guy who's covered by james bradbury Mm -hmm. i i think you're in a good spot um mahomes is a guy who when blitz, he, he's pretty good. He's the best in football. And also when he's not blitz, he's still the best in football statistically. <laughs> so it, it really doesn't matter what you do. Um, but if you're able to take that that out of it and take Travis out and kind of force him in, in, into running around a little bit and getting pressure at, on him, I, I think they'll be in good shape. Like if you're able to knock him down early, early on in, in this game, I, I think the Eagles will be in very, very good shape. They could force a turnover out of Mahomes, a turnover or two, you know, kind of get him off balance. Um, I, I think they'll be in a good spot because, like you mentioned, Jovan, uh, the Eagles, I believe, are third in scoring in the red zone. So if they can get these short fields and, and you know, the defense can do their job, yeah, they're, they're going to score once they get into the red zone against the Chiefs defense.
0: I agree. I agree. What about you? What about you, Harrison? What you say about, you know, having those two guys back? They're going to put they're going to loom large because we know Jonathan Gannon doesn't like to bring more than four, which is going to put a lot of pressure on these corners and safeties to have to defend. And someone's going to have to get that lucky task of, hey, you got to defend Travis Kelsey for this drive or for a couple of plays.
1: Yeah, and I think it's going to be C.J. Johnson. I, I think he's going to be one of the most important players going into the Super Bowl. If, if C.J. Johnson has a good game, I mean, they, they could legitimately, you know what I mean, he could be one of the storylines of the Super Bowl, the reasons they won. It, it's a tough task covering Travis Kelsey. The Eagles don't really – I mean, who in the NFL does? But the Eagles right. especially don't really have someone built to cover Travis Kelsey. I mean, you, I mean, if, if Gardner Johnson was out, you look at guys like Marcus Epps, Reed Blankenship. I mean, it's just a clear-cut mismatch. Right. I mean, I see, you see – it's a clear-cut if mismatch, not- that's the case. <laughs> so, it, it's huge that he's back. That was definitely a great pickup by Howie Rosen. I mean, it, it's well-spoken at this point. You know, they, they fleeced the Saints in, in that trade. Definitely a great trade. And then, Avante Maddox is going to be important as well, covering guys like Kadarius Toney if they move mm-hmm. Juju into the slot. And then, also, the Chiefs' backfield. Uh, Mahomes does a really good job dinking and dunking, getting the ball out to Pacheco, Jet McKinnon. It, it's something the Eagles don't – that's not a strength of their defense, covering running backs like – kind of similar to how they don't really have somebody to cover Kelsey. They don't really have somebody to cover these athletic running backs that can make plays out in space. It's not really what that defense is designed for. They've got great guys outside, a great defensive line, especially, you know, interior on that defensive line, but in space, you know, it's not really where the Eagles are built. So that's going to be something to watch if Mahomes is just dinking and dunking all game and the Eagles have to make adjustments certainly could be something. But Having those two back is huge. If they didn't have them, you know, it would really be – that would be a huge cause for concern it is who's going to cover Kelsey, who's going to cover these running backs and Kadarius Tony? But having Avante Maddox and C.J. Gardner-Johnson is, is huge for this week.
0: Very huge. And one more question before we move on. I want to pose to you all, and anybody can answer this. I think I was listening to something that Seth Joyner said that, you know, probably the matchup maybe would be Kazir White and your bracketing uh, Travis Kelsey, like you're jamming them at the line, you're bracketing them with double teams, and you're forcing, like you said, you're forcing Mahomes to play one on one with someone else, right? Either it's going to be, you know, Juju or it's going to be something else. Do we like the idea of Kazir White, you know, taking on that challenge? Because I know he's gotten some scrutiny this season, but that just shows you how good a defense has been, right? Because usually Eagles fans are complaining about the linebacker, you know, midway through the season, but. Kazir White's been solid. So, do we like the idea of him possibly like, hey, you're going to have to defend him? And granted, he also has the experience that he used to play for the Chargers. So, he does have the experience of seeing Travis Kelsey multiple times a season.
1: And if I'm not mistaken, I think he might have played safety in college. And and that was something that, just in general, Kazir White, you know, he was a cover guy when they got him, something that, you know, people talked about. So, that's a good point, Javar.
0: For sure, for sure, for sure. So let's see where we at. All right, we got before we talk about prop bets and our predictions on the Pro Bowl, we got, I mean, Super Bowl, if I'll say Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl. We gotta talk about something that's been kind of a mystery that's been going around on social media and floating around. And that is the green jerseys. The green jerseys have not been nowhere to be found with the Super Bowl <laughs> patch. You can find the gray jerseys, which nobody wants right now with the Super Bowl patch with the word mark in the middle, but you can't find. The green jerseys with the super bowl patch this is a very weird mystery nick like there's been a lot of outrage people trying to go on fanatics to find a jersey they can't find it i mean i know the hats are selling but the super bowl <laughs> patch i missed out on that one but so be it. it's life uh but the jerseys everybody wants a jersey with the super Bowl patch and for some reason they cannot be found nowhere
3: yeah, this is a this is an odd one. Uh, and P, I mean, people want to get a Jalen Hurts Super Bowl jersey. Who who doesn't? I mean, even though they're they're extremely expensive, that, that's a whole <laughs> other issue. But listen, uh, no, the problem I, I that I, I've been made aware of is that the word mark. I don't know if you guys remember in the beginning of the season, the Eagles changed their word mark, uh-huh. uh, their logo, and uh, if you still look, the Eagles still wore on their jerseys uh, at the top. It saw the old word mark on there. So supposedly, it seems like Nike and Fanatics did not, uh, they, they actually kind of slowed down the process of making the jerseys because of the word mark. And they didn't have enough to, to sell at this point in the season. Like they stopped like mid-season of making them. And now they're kind of scrambling to make more jerseys because they were kind of transitioning into making the jerseys with the new word mark. So that I think has been a problem for them, and that's why they're kind of backloaded. And every once they like once they put the jerseys out, they were sold out quickly because they didn't have enough. They they just don't have enough. So I think that is part of the problem with, with what's going on with Nike, with Fanatics, and with, with selling these jerseys. And then they have these gray jerseys that are just ugly. They're like the worst. They're the worst jerseys I've ever seen. So I I yeah. So I, I think it's because of the the word mark that was changed in the beginning of the year, Nike slowed production on having these jerseys because of they wanted to transition into getting ready for the next season with the new word mark. So I think that's what it has to really do with for the most part. That's what I've been told. So, I, yeah, I, it's, that's what it seems like. So uh, it's, it's a very interesting case, and you're still not going to be able to get a green jersey, it seems like, for a while.
0: Has anybody has anybody went to go search for a green jersey with a Super Bowl patch on this podcast? Is anybody going to search for that, or was it was just? Oh like- yeah,
2: yeah, I definitely have, and uh, yeah, nothing. So nothing. <laughs> anything that seems like the bottom line. And from what I hear, from whatever was released, there's no, there's going to be no production unless the Eagles win. That's something I've been hearing. So basically, we have to win in order to have some kind of momentum from. Or, you know, from this game, uh, that's horrible.
0: So, yeah, so like, yeah, so we got to wait and then hopefully not, you know, lose your spot in line online to get a jersey <laughs> off Fanatics. Or if you miss out at Fanatics and you have to go to dicks and then if you miss out at dicks you're gonna have to go to Raleigh House and then, yeah,
3: it's gonna be resold on eBay soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. come
3: on, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or what people might start doing. <laughs> but, I mean, but, but people might start doing. They might just like start buying the patches on eBay and sewing yeah. them on the sewing them on and sewing them. Wow, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't shock me. I think I saw somebody on Twitter do that. It was like, yeah, I just brought like a replica patch off of eBay and just like sewed it on a jersey. I'm like, I mean, that's not a bad idea if you're just doing it for yourself. It. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I can dig it, but you know, who went like you said, who wouldn't want to have a Jalen Hurts or AJ Brown? You know. Yeah. Jersey, you know, they got the patch on it. And then they're trying to market the
3: gray ones. Like, why are you trying to market these gray ones that nobody wants? That's why you can go on and buy them right away and get it tomorrow. Because nobody <laughs> wants them.
4: It's
3: a terrible. It was a terrible idea to, to, to market these gray ones and, and stop production. That's how, I feel,
0: ones. that's how I feel about what they do with the Super Bowl hats that the players been wearing. It's like, oh, you can get these with the Super Bowl patch. But it's like, who wants to wear that hat? Like... <laughs> People just want the regular black or the regular green and with the Super Bowl patch, not like the one that's at the Super Bowl where it's got like the blue, the highlighter blue and the pink and the <laughs> or the
3: championship top. hats. The championship hats. They're always a good one. Yep. Yeah. When they come out with the championship hats, those I think people want those more than the, the they those ones were they were they were they were interesting that they were wearing. Like the one Jalen was wearing. That was all right.
0: Yeah. But you get but they can't go with every day. That's the issue, right? Yeah. They you gotta you gotta go neutral, got go neutral colors. We know Nick was on it with his championship
3: gear. Oh uh, I I bought it as soon as the QR code came up <laughs> on the TV.
2: <laughs> I will say though, one thing this makes me miss a lot is models. But yes, I, yes. Mm, yeah. literally Matt the whole night when we won the Super Bowl, went straight to Broad Street, right in the store, <laughs> Super Bowl champion hoodie, got it right then and there. Obviously. RIP. Don't have that luxury of doing this year, but man, I wish we had that back. cuz gotta was go really, to It's Beautiful to have a champ, you know, Super Bowl championship hours after they won the champion.
0: Oh, right. Now we got like you said, now we're stuck with fanatics, right? And yeah. not everybody and not everybody also has a rally house, right? That's few and far in between. So yeah, we miss Moe's at this time. <laughs> Moe's would have held it down for the people. Yeah. They would have been like you said, they would have been waiting hours after, like. Here's a box. Everybody <laughs> start handing them out. Go to the cash <laughs> register. <laughs> oh, man. Miss Models during a time like this. Really, really miss moves. So, yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully, Eagles win and everybody on this call will be on this pile will be able to get themselves a jersey. And everybody that <laughs> listens will be able to get themselves a jersey, hopefully. We're in that uh in that spot. Couple more things before we wrap up the pod. Really appreciate everybody tuning in, and checking out, and listening to the pod. Again, you can check it out on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, all that good stuff. Super Bowl prop bets. Let's go around the room, starting off with you, Nick. Any Super Bowl prop bets that you are liking for this game?
3: Yeah, so I have a couple of props. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, I mean, he's he's played really well as of late. I, th- I think Seth mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, totally agree with him. I'm going to go the over one-and-a-half receptions and the over in total yards, receptions, and rushing yards for Kenny Gainwell. I think he has another big game. I, I think he's just flying under the radar, um, and I don't know if Kansas City is going to be able to, to stop him, uh, especially with with their, their their okay rush defense. It's not too great. They do play a lot of too high safety, so I, I will I, I like will Kenny Gainwell. Well, in this one, I like the over in receptions. I like the over over in total yards, and I also go Miles Sanders anytime touchdown. I, I think you know Miles is definitely going to score. He scored in the last game uh, against San Francisco, so I think Miles, especially if they get in the red zone, just hand it off to him, and he and he's going to walk into the end zone. And then I have two fun prop bets. You got to take the over. On the anthem, the national anthem, Chris Stapleton, he, he, he tends to drag out his voice and his songs a little bit. I think he does the same thing for the national anthem. I'm going to take the over in the national anthem time. Mark it down. That's what's going to happen. And then for the Gatorade bat, I'm going clear water. It was yellow last week for Sirianni, or two weeks ago now, uh, for Sirianni in the championship game. I think it's going to be clear this time. It's been blue the past two Super Bowls. It's been blue. This year, I think it's going to be clear. I think it's to be like water clear. Uh, I think Gatorade has that clear mystery uh, flavor, so that's what I'm going with. I'm taking clear. I'm taking the
0: over in the national. I like it. That that is that is astute analysis on the anthem and the Gatorade color that you can't get nowhere else but (laughs) here. Anybody breaking down Chris Stapleton and how long he holds <laughs> off the anthem, like you can't get that nowhere else Like the Total Sports Live podcast. What about you, Harrison? Any uh, prop bets that you like uh, for this for this matchup? Yeah, for Nick the- went to next-gen stats. For that
1: anthem <laughs> <one>. <laughs> That's straight off the NFL's website. I like that. Uh, for a couple serious ones, I-, I mentioned it earlier, Boston Scott, three consecutive weeks with a touchdown. Let- let's throw some anytime touchdown on that. The likelihoods are the odds will probably be Still pretty favorable, so I could see Boston Scott getting a Super Bowl touchdown four weeks in a row. Also, on the other side of that, I don't know. He's dealing with a knee injury, but Juju Smith-Schuster, he shows up for big moments, I feel like. I could see Juju catching a touchdown. His first Super Bowl, um, big moment for him. One of the bigger stars in the NFL. Could see them throwing a touchdown to him. Like Nick said, a couple of these fun one-mans. For the Gatorade bath, I'm going to go orange. I just When you think of Gatorade, you think of that orange color. I just feel like it's a staple. I could see it in there. And then how about the coin toss i think i saw something that everybody who wins the coin toss and winds up deferring i think you lose the super bowl i don't know if anybody else saw that stat this week but i saw that there's a stack going around that it's not ideal to uh to win the coin toss but i'm gonna go tails for the coin toss and tails never fails action always a fun one for the super bowl bets
0: all right so we got boston scott we got uh we got some gainwell action we got we got some Juju Smith-Schuster, even though he became public enemy number one with the Chiefs' comments. <laughs> um, we got Gatorade, we got Anthem, we got a whole bunch of action going on. What about you, Matt?
2: So Since I'm you're a- like the king of like single same game parlays yeah. lately. Yeah. Hey, it's been working. Boston <laughs> Scott has been holding it down. Uh, this week, I do want to go uh, Gainwell well anytime touchdown. I feel like he has it in him. Another one I want to point out too, Maybe a quiet hundred-yard game for AJ. You know, maybe one bomb or something like that. But I feel like you know, ten here, fifteen here, maybe twenty here. You know, I think he's going to sneakily get a hundred yards. So I would take him for over a hundred yards. Um, another one. I'm gonna put this out there. Anybody can take it or leave it. MVP Hassan Reddick. I love that hey, one. I love hey. that one. I just feel like. If if you know, especially dealing with Mahomes, if anybody's going to get the job done in terms of rushing him and and just destroying him, it's going to be Reddick, and I think it's going to be noticeable enough for him to be considered uh, the MVP for the game.
0: I like that. I like that. Hassan Reddick definitely won a lot to prove The Eagles team's going to have a whole lot to prove, right? Because Sirianni is not going to win Coach of the Year. Mahomes, I mean, Hurts will not win MVP. And somehow, some way, Hassan Reddick was not mentioned in defensive player of the year finalist category, even though he had as many sacks as everybody else on that list. Even the guy Nick Bosa, who didn't do anything in the playoffs, but that's a whole other podcast for a whole another day. So I love all those picks. And lastly, you, Seth, what do you like for uh, Super Bowl Sunday?
4: I think Jalen Hurts finds the end zone. I I think he's kind of due, and then I also think AJ Brown is due. I think some, I, something's brewing there. The, uh-huh. He. I think he expects more of himself. isn't he getting hes not getting you know his usual dosage of targets, but I, I feel like something is something's brewing there. I'm I'm looking at Kansas City's cornerback room right now. Trent McDuffie, rookie, luxurious need third year player. Jalen Watson, rookie. Deion Bush, seventh year player. Joshua Josh Williams, rookie. This isn't a star-studded cornerback room or defensive back room by any means, and I think AJ Brown, you know, if there's any team to just bust a deep one on, it, it's it's this team, and I think Jalen Hurts can go hit him, and FanDuel right now has Kenneth Gainwell's rushing yard line at 19 and a half. Smashing the hell out of that over.
2: I, That's free money right there.
4: Yeah, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If, if Kenneth Gainwell's, you know, he's picking up five yards, five yards of run, just keep going with it. And then I think Travis Kelsey's line, yeah, I, I think he could be he could be a killer. I, I, It's not that I don't trust this linebacker core to be yeah. able to, you know, feel out the zone and say, hey, you got him, you got him, be able to – you know, pass Travis Kelsey off to the next next player in line. But if, if there's one player that would kill him, it's it's obviously Kelsey. So his line's at 79 and a half. I guess I would take that over.
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah, Kelsey's been a monster in the playoffs. I think he's had, what, 21 catches on 25 targets, 170-something yards, like three touchdowns he's just been mauling defenses just because he don't have a wide receiver. So love all those plays. Uh, for me, I'm going to agree with you. I like A.J. Brown to score a touchdown. Chiefs wide receivers have given, I mean, Chiefs DBs have given them like 20 touchdowns The to wide receivers in the regular season. I think, like you said, A.J. Brown, like you said, he expects more of himself. And A.J. and Hurts missed up on a couple of deep passes in these first and these last couple of playoff games. I think they kind of get that together and get that fixed. Um, I like Dallas Goddard in this game as well. I think Goddard is a sneaky anytime touchdown play here in this matchup. Chiefs defense gives up nine touch, gave up nine touchdowns to tight ends this season so i think this could be a sneaky spot especially getting that red zone a sneaky spot for uh dallas goddard to uh to find the end zone in this matchup also on the Chiefs side look out for isaiah pacheco over 46 and a half rushing yards i think he's going to have a a solid a solid game um a solid game will it be enough we'll see right eagles run defense has gotten better but still they can be Hit up for some yards. We saw CMC go off for 84, Saquon go for 61. So he can definitely hit that number if he gets the carries, which I think they will to kind of slow down that pass rush. And Hassan Reddick, we already mentioned it, right? Reddick for MVP. How about Hassan Reddick to record two sacks for I think I saw what plus 470, plus 490? I mean, if 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 they're gonna to have to win the game, right? It's gonna to have to come down to Hassan Reddick getting pressure off that edge and kind of forcing Mahomes out of the pocket. So those are just some of the plays that I like um, for for uh, prop bets-wise. And let's wrap it up here, fellas. Prediction on what happens in the Super Bowl. What do y'all think happens in Glendale? Will the Eagles come out on top, or will it be Mahomes
2: again? Yeah, again, like anything can happen, but I feel way more confident this time around. Um, don't want to jinx it, but I don't see the Eagles losing. I'll just put it that way. I respect you. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna but,
3: go. Oh, I uh, listen. I'm I'm with Matt. I I think the Eagles are. This team has been the best team all season long. Uh, there, there's something special about their dominance this year. Um, they, they they have so much depth on this team. The the head coach, the the emergence of Jalen Hurts as as an MVP candidate this year. I think it ends in a ring, and I think it ends in a parade down Broad Street. I'm gonna go 31-24 uh, will be the final score in this one. Eagles are gonna go out on top, um, and they're gonna they're gonna be a two-time Super Bowl champion oh. franchise. Uh, I really do think uh, th- this team is special. I think they find a way to beat their old the old guy Andy Reid, and uh, Patrick Mahomes goes down and goes under 500
1: in the Super Bowl.
0: Thirty-one twenty-four. All right, we won't have to sweat it out that much. All right. <laughs> what about you, Harrison?
1: Man, two-time Super Bowl champion. Just heard Nick say that. First time I've heard that. Imagine saying that seven years ago about the Eagles, six years ago about the Eagles when <laughs> Sam Bradford was taking snaps and they fired Chip Kelly. Oh, you know, geez, just hold damn. on, guys. the DeMarco Murray. Super Bowls. Byron
0: like <laughs> Maxwell, Kiko Alonso,
1: Nam Diassimoa. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Two-time Super Bowl champ. What, what a feat that would be. So, got to go out and win it first. I'm going to go Eagles 34-31. to High-scoring affair. Ooh. I think both of these offenses are going to be able to
0: – Oh, man.
1: I think we will be sweating. I don't know if – I don't think it will come down to a Jake Elliott field goal. That's not really oh, the God. prediction. That, that's not really the prediction. That would – oh, my goodness. That would certainly be something. And I, I hope for his sake that he makes that kick. My goodness. But <laughs> <laughs> that would be it if he did it. I don't care what his stats say. I don't care what how good of a kicker he is if he misses that kick got to go we'll, we'll try someone <laughs> else just for his sake but yeah i'm gonna go 34 31 i think it'll be a close game i think the eagles are gonna find a way to, to pull it out i think they're the better team um just quickly before we get out of here we hear a lot about the andy reed and the kelsey bowl how about isaiah pacheco a violent new jersey Johnny native guy. went to ruckers jersey guy a local guy in his rookie year seventh round pick putting on justin watson a pen guy you guys know i love my ivy league football played his college yes. football right in downtown philly for four years kind of a fun fact uh, we all probably have heard Sirianni was on the Chiefs as their receiver coach back in the day, and then Matt Nagy with the Chiefs right now started out the coaching career back with the Eagles. Almost wound up playing for the Eagles in the 2011 preseason, but yeah, Matt Nagy got to start with the Eagles. Now he's with the Chiefs, so a lot of ties in this game. I mean, it's not just reading the Kelsey's. There's a lot of intermingling in this game.
0: Kind of crazy, kind of crazy. What about you, Seth? What's your prediction? What's your prediction for this game?
4: I don't. I don't think we're looking at a. Chief or uh, Rams Patriots Super Bowl from a couple years ago when it was 13 to three. I think both of these offenses are far too high powered. And I also don't think we're going to get a 41-33 again. I think we're looking at something like 27-24. Both, both teams probably don't top four touchdowns a pop. I think it's, I think it's you know, middle of the pack kind of scoring game. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too, you know, run of the mill. I think, yeah, 27-24. And I'll, I'll take Hurts as the Super Bowl MVP.
0: Man, wouldn't that be something? Jalen hurts Super Bowl MVP from second round pick the backing of Carson Wentz to you know getting re- replacing Carson Wentz and Lambeau to Super Bowl MVP wouldn't that just be a crazy story? The MVP. comparisons to Taysom Hill,
1: yeah. Don't don't, don't don't get oh me started on that man. Oh my
0: goodness, <laughs> that it's that would be a tight cover. end. Yeah, they were saying hey, it's gonna be like a tight end. Curious. Or he just switch to be a wide receiver because you know instead of throwing passes he can catch passes.
2: But like, <laughs> I, be- I do want to uh, just go back. I know I didn't give an exact score. I still don't have one in my head, but just to combine <laughs> that topic with the uh, the prop bets topic. Um, well, it's not really a prop bet, so to speak. But I don't think it's going to be that close. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to give the Eagles <clears throat> about eight and a half points. I'm just. Gonna- I don't think it's going to be close. I really don't. I like that I energy. I could be wrong, but I'm, that's how I'm feeling right now. It will be a good night if that. I will be. <laughs> we will all be relaxed, <laughs> enjoying. That sounds great. <laughs> I'll
4: be watching it. a
0: halftime show in peace, and then yes. come back in the second half, we're like, all right, just gotta execute. Don't do nothing <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Don't pull a Falcons when you're up. You know, uh-huh. big. You know, shout out to Kyle Shanahan for totally blowing that <laughs> in just epic fashion. So yeah, I mean, Shoot, if they win that by more than eight, I think everybody will take it and gonna be a party early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it would be a great night uh for Eagles fans everywhere. And for me, I'm gonna lean with stuff like I, I like I like the score twenty-seven twenty-four from Lithuanian the same way. I think we're gonna sweat it out a little bit because Mahomes gonna do his thing. Eagles are gonna do their thing, but I think the edge here I think comes down to trench warfare, right? Point of attack. I think the Eagles win that battles. I think that defensive line, right? We saw the defensive line come up huge many times this season, even going back to twenty seventeen, that Super Bowl. They came up huge, you know, Brandon Graham getting a strip sack uh, on Tom Brady. I think I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a strip sack here, right? But I think they're able to get some pressure. And I think the depth that they have, right, having Josh Sweat, having Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Hargrave, Milton Williams, Robert Quinn, Ndamukong Suh, Linville Joseph, Jordan Davis, uh, Hassan Reddick, I think just having that type of depth, which the Chiefs don't have, I think will play a factor in this game. And wearing down that offensive line. Eagles win 27-24 and hey, they become Super Bowl champions. And we'll probably make Cowboys fans sick to their stomach. But <laughs>
2: hey,
0: <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. So that's gonna wrap up the podcast here on, on uh Anchor. Once again, thanks for everybody for tuning in and checking it out. As always, like I said, you can check out the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. You can follow us on Twitter. At Total Sports Live, I totally forgot to put up the, you know, for the people that's watching this on YouTube, I totally forgot to put up the little streaming bar with all our Twitter handles and stuff. We'll put that in the description on the podcast, all that, uh, all that good stuff. Like I said, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Total Sports Live and checking out total sports live.com as well. Am I missing anything else that we need to promo, fellas? Anything that you guys got going on that we need to promo or look out for before we uh, wrap up. Go birds, man. See so you yep. at the parade, Eagles fly. Yep. <laughs> all right. So, hey, for me, Seth, Harrison, Nick, Matt, everyone have a good one. Hopefully we'll talk to you guys next week to recap uh, Super Bowl victory. But if not, we will be back to discuss what happens because we're not that type of fair weather fan. We'll be here for the good and the bad. So everyone have a good one. We'll talk to you all very soon.